Do we really need another Dwonk? This week on The Hapless Heroes. Ah, what did you call me? Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I continue to be your host and DM as we check in on our interns while uh, the rest of our main party is out doing things in the celestial planes. So without further ado, starting on my left, we have Dave as Arian Black. Hello, friends. To his left, John as Dr. Dedu. Huh, where, where are we going again? Huh? <laughs> Nicole as Dwonk Coppergrog. <laughs> to her left, Phil as Arasatra. Hello, little friend. I think I know someone who wants a drink. And rounding out our party, we have James as Stenton Crossbreeze. This should be fun. So when we last left off, there was a bit of a, you know, a tussle in the streets. Um, like I had mentioned, you know, this is, we're taking, we're kind of slightly rewinding in time and kind of showing some of the events that have, are unfolding currently in the city of Ardwall, which is under siege by Ebenezer and his forged constructs. Um, the, you, this party does not know this, um, but, you know, you, the players know that you know, Ebenezer lost essentially access to what he came in here in search for, but this assault still yet continues. There is now a massive column of green light, green light emanating, green light. emanating light? from the bay. Is it um, green? And it seems every so often it seems to be uh, firing out these wisps, like you know, massive, just like huge, like bolts of energy that seem to literally kill everything instantly on contact as you saw one of these things strike not too far away from you killing many of the pirates that live here in Ardwall um, and almost like sucking their very essence out of their bodies and having it tra- and what you watched it travel way right back towards that column of light Arian Black is essentially marching for or heading straight for where the leaders of the southern kingdoms are i guess uh, holding up um, but you know that the journey between here and there is treacherous and the city is under siege and appears to not be doing so great in the battle um so we're going to open back up into the streets you guys you know had just rescued dwonk uh from some of these automata that he was fighting um and you know, I've kind of just made introductions, uh, but you know, are kind of not back in. We're back in the streets. Yeah, sound of cannon fire still echoing in the distance, 
Um, the sound, the clashing of swords and metal and things like that can be heard from all over the place. You are in an active war zone. Uh, Dudu is still like flying uh, around the group, not really sticking with them. Uh, kind of like, not, I, I guess a little bit taking cover, um, but staying a, as high as he can um, in the streets. All right. I mean, from an aerial view, you can you are actually able to use that to your advantage because you are able to kind of scope out maybe some alleys or some alternative routes to navigate the city of Ardwall that might keep you away from some of the hot spots where a lot of you know active battles are taking place. Um, seeing as since the dawn of fucking time. So uh, Stenton has literally done seemingly all of the work. And he's not exactly looking to take on another drunk right now. I've got a couple yeah, of views. I was going to say, I was gonna say you, right. you, just, you just recently got Frankie off your hands. Right. I'm not looking. I've done the rehab thing. Like, it's not fun. I lived with Frankie Wilde. The music was bad. The dude smelled. So, like... <laughs> Everyone else seems to be like, let's roll. Stenton is like, whoa. What uh, What were you doing out here? Who are you talking to? You uh, address the person? Because Dwonk might Dwarf. not even have any idea you're talking to yeah, them. Yeah, Dwonk. Aren't we, right? aren't we all like... Yeah, you're all together. Yeah, chilling. Well, I know what the other three are doing out here. Yeah, Dwonk is just like happily walking along, sucking from his keg, totally ignorant of the fact that that question was directed at him because, you know, clearly you guys are leading Dwonk directly to Quinn right now as far as he's concerned, so that's why he's here. <laughs> yeah, why again is he looking for Quinn? For Boris. Why don't you ask him? character? He's looking for Boris. Why don't you ask him? character? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I know, uh... It was already it kind was of brought up. At, it was already yeah. talked about. So I didn't want to. Mentioned. I didn't want to sound it like. It was mentioned. That. Um. So Stenton's gonna use his superior size and leg speed to kind of step in front of the group, and like turn and face everyone, real fast, so that they all stop walking. Walk is gonna like smack into him. Okay, my shin bone, right? Because yep. I'm like nine feet tall. So. Yep. It's weird playing a dwarf and a Goliath. I don't really yeah, have it's like, you, there is no in between. Right. <laughs> the small, one of the smallest, um, one of the largest. <laughs> I guess I know Mr. Black really doesn't give a shit who comes with us because he just he's got his own ends. Right? Yeah. Like he's not. We're not. We're teammates, but we're not really on the same team. If that makes sense. You are on the same team. He's just. He's. Yeah. he's Arian Black is a force of nature and sees things in a different context. Mm -hmm. Um, so after after Dwonk bounces off of Stenton's legs, uh, I, I'm gonna look down very distinctly, make eye contact, kind of say, "Well, it's come." I was thinking, what? What exactly were you doing out there fighting those guys? 
I was here looking for your boss, Captain Quinn, and I was I was in the bar looking for information and they they attacked the ale. And Dudu Dudu can hear all this, right? Like where Dudu, you're not still like circling at 30 feet, are you? Uh, I'm I'm kind of further away, but I can probably still hear most of the conversation. Like I'm, I'm not. No, you cannot. If you are flying no. in the air scouting, you cannot hear this conversation. I no. I mean I wouldn't say that I'm flying like up that high. I'm still trying to. Con- if the group's stopping, I would notice and like perch, but not near them. So I, I mean I, honestly, Dudu wouldn't be paying much attention, but he might be able to hear you. Why? Well, I'm just... I feel like we should be more cautious than we're being with a stranger who's looking to get with one of the hero. Like, you're not so drunk. You're not wrong. This is like like some some heroes of Kaldoria Stan. Right. But (laughs) Dudu's flying around. Aryan Black doesn't care. And... Wait, Phil. What's your what's your name? Arisatra. Arisatra. You can call me Ari. Ari, like, we're under attack, Stenton. This person clearly isn't a threat to us or the rest of the heroes. Those constructs were surrounding him. <sighs> I understand your walk. mistrust. And I don't blame you for feeling that way, but right now there are more important things. They're gonna Please. blame this on me. Okay. They I will <laughs> I will not let them blame it on you. Doesn't matter. Let's sounds go. like sounds like a real stent and we sleep in the basement crossbreed thing. <laughs> yep. <today. laughs> yep. Very, very blunt and forthright. Uh, all right. Well, since no one else seems to give a fuck that we're taking a drunk right into the heroes excuse me it's a dwonk not a, drunk a drunk, a drunk, drunk. drunk i'm dwonk you're both stenton if we were to bring this dwonk to captain southwind we'll probably infuriate what I see where you're going. Let's go. What's life without a little amusement? <laughs> I'm gonna lose my job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my job. The and one I that you've even, yet to be paid for. I don't even get paid. Uh, Arasatra will hand him a gold. In the most... I'm a whore, and I just did my job that I hate for one gold. He'll, like, shamefully take it and put it in his pocket. Look, if it's any consolation, they haven't paid me either. I frankly don't care about money. But if that's what you're after, I'm certain that these folks, some way, somehow, are going to fall into riches. Beyond belief, it won't matter anything if the world is destroyed. Nope, because they will have totally forgotten about them and left them stashed somewhere entirely <laughs> different. 
<laughs> so for once, my character is going to try to be responsible. It doesn't work. We're moving. We're still moving. To be fair, every time Stenton comes in, um, he tries to do something responsible. It's just because somebody has to. I you're live not, your you're, wild. You're not wrong. And a goose. You're, the o- the only person you're going to be able to talk into anything right now is maybe Arasatra, and she's clearly not listening. Not on my team. Right. Not on the same wavelength. Right. I've right. witnessed the level of chaos this group operates at. There is a minimum level of fuckery you must put up with if you're on board. See, see, this is this is where we've arrived. Is that Arasatra is using the word fuckery? That's that's the, the gravity that Gorgeous. this group has. It's my word of the week. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, Doctor Dudu. Uh, if uh, Arian Black directly, yeah. If Arian Black okay. says Dudu's name, he will kind of like um, fly down a little bit and just perch right in front of him. Um, he describes the uh, specific uh, house uh, that we're trying to arrive at, uh, the cove, one that uh, like, has the world leaders. You know, yeah, it's more like a, like a like an actual like hidden cove area, right? It's yeah, more than just um, a house. It's like a, a massive, like it's like a complex. That's like okay. Very um, describing yeah. it as at least. Neither could I, which is I'm just saying, like, Ariane Black describes what we're looking for, but uh, says, The rabble don't concern me. Would you be so kind as to find us the path of least resistance? Uh, to do from flying from the ship to the airship uh, would know generally where the spot is, correct? Yeah, but you may have to, you know, kind of keep keep overhead and ensure that you know whatever path ahead is right safe um so we're gonna do this uh we're gonna introduce you know some some mechanics here so that it's not just uh, yada 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 we're there well i might be able to alleviate this process have i seen this building no oh, okay all right that squashes me been, you've never been there okay Marianne Black might be the only person who has. Uh, so yeah, Dudu will fly up. Um, I'm gonna say about like sixty to eighty feet. So about okay. Well, forty feet above the houses. Um, okay, that sounds good. Um, you have a general view of what's going on below you'd have to get a little higher because of the way the elevation changes here if you wanted to be able to see what's more immediately close by you have a decent view of what's happening below because you guys are going to have to continue to follow some pathways and rows and whatnot to, to, to descend because you do need to get to sea level it's just that you need to get to the like southeastern part of town and outside the walls Right. Um, so he will fly up higher if he if he can't see like multiple blocks because he knows where the party is. Uh, so we're gonna right. try to stick yeah. relatively close to them, uh, and then like come down and 
find a perch to wait for them to catch up and then go up again and check around. Uh, and every time, yeah. So you're almost like landing is is a, is a way to indicate like which way to which way for them to go. Right. And every time he waits for them, he will uh, reward himself with a sausage. That sounds good. Just do me a favor. Make me uh, for right now just a perception check. Okay. I think I'm actually good at those for once. Oh no, it's investigation that I'm good at. Uh, just an 11. An 11. You hear like a whistling sound. Um, Coming off somewhere to the south. It's faint. Uh, Dudu will immediately uh, duck down and kind of wait, like fly back down and wait for the group to catch up. Yep, about a moment or two later, you hear just a... Like, like the whistle of a cannonball flying right overhead to like where you were standing and it crashes into one of the buildings nearby. Uh, to do a little <laughs> uh, and like kind of shuffle away from where it happened um, and then uh, take off again uh, trying to like visibly be more attentive I guess. Yeah, and it's kind of hard because if you, as you look to the south where that thing came from, it's just, it's just fog and green glow and a pillar. Green of light. glow <laughs> and a pillar of light. Now <laughs> oh, I'm lost. Just so, sound incredible. Just, just, just pick something and sound incredulous about it. That's that's really it at this point, James. A dwarf with booze. See, does Anyways. it? smell like anything like i mean is there a dis distinct like, like well, how those, about this those make big me, balls make me a perception check and this will be centered on what you smell that's a natural 20. it smells like the air is a mix of gunpowder sulfur um death and decay and um it's 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 definitely very um, almost like it's humid, but it's not like weather humidity. It's almost just sort of this like the like the air is heavy from just just sort of the aftermath of battle and sort of the force like the 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 the, the magical forces at play here. Like it just feel everything feels off, like. And it's almost like sick, you know. I mean, and like the, there's like you can you can smell like even like fresh corpses. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you know especially with like those like honed senses you have. It's like a furbolg, right? I mean, you got you know you live in nature. You used to kind of mm -hmm. like sniff around. This all of this just smells like ruin. Um, going into any, is. Go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Continue your questioning. Do mine after. Well, I was just gonna say, is there any differentiation as far as, like, am I picking up directions on anything? Is it just basically centered down at the bay where all the damage and cacophony this is, all is just happening? Kind of, this is all just hanging in the air. All around you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's uh, like smoke from you know you can even smell like you know smoke from like burning fires. You can smell like even like oil 
too in, in, in places. Like it's just like you just you're picking up on all the it's just it's overwhelming. Seeing that he almost got hit with a cannonball <laughs> and is going into a more dangerous area, I think Dudu would have the good sense to use mage armor on himself. That's fair. That that is a smart decision. I respect that decision. Um, and then, you know, kind of describe it further. Right? I mean, again, you guys are kind of it's you're kind of going from like alley to plaza to to like side streets to. You know, you, there's even points and times where, like, you're you're kind of having the double back and go around as to do is, you know, trying to keep you away from kind of getting engaged in in the melee. I mean, there's and there's plenty to be had. It almost seems that there is no end to the automata, sort of just marching in to Artwall. They seem to all vary in size too. Some are short and stout. Some are tall. And skinny, but they all look made of the same material, which is almost like that, like that brass type, like metal faded, you know. Um, almost undoubtedly, these blasts are of like ne- pure necromantic energy that are just destroying the life essence within these people that they just drop dead. The wispies, like, floating up. You saw something like that happen. You can only assume. Arasatra's of a mind where she lives and learns and observes by the natural world. And... This is all very unnatural. It is very unnatural, but she knows evil when she sees it. Regardless, like, we're following Dudu. And and that is the case. Like everything is swirling around. It is very much unknown. Right. Um, as you guys are starting to kind of get descend more towards ground level and things, you know, again things start to level out. You know, you're starting to get into some of the more like um, the, some of the denser parts of Ardwall. Um, so there's you know the the the, the network of streets and roadways and even like some small like waterways like little like canalways for for smaller boats um a la venice but the entire city's not made like that um there's you know whole manner of ways of transportation here uh i'd like you know you do have to do scouting everything out for you which is good so i'm gonna say that to do i'd like you to make maybe just one more perception check for me okay okay that's six. Six. Okay. I mean, everything still looks pretty clear. Something that Stenton notices, however, as you're making your way through, um, again, like lots of back alleys and, and, and almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You know, things like that. There seems to be a door that has been busted ajar. Uh, in one of the buildings you are passing in a back alley. It looks like a rear entrance, and you can clearly see through the door piles of gold. Piles. And piles. Like true pirate treasure hoard piles of gold and riches. And Dudu's on the ground now? Dudu's in the air. Guiding, he like keeps, you know, he 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 comes up and comes down. He he's not no, he's not noticing anything that is going on with 
y'all. Um, Denton gives him a little bird, little. <laughs> See if I can get him to come yeah, back. Down. What did you call me? And did you will fly down? <laughs> <laughs> and immediately start like kind of like pecking at you because you called him a rude. So, sorry, I'm still I'm still working on my bird. Uh, uh, did you like kind of like fluffs up and starts to walk away? We we should head over here. And he kind of. My passive perception is a sixteen. Is there anybody else, like around? Uh, you said your passive perception is a sixteen, but I mean, if you're asking me if anyone else is around, are you actively trying to perceive? Because then you have to roll for me. Well, like we're walking. Passive so perception like, is if like someone's trying to sneak up on you. Alright, then I'm going to roll perception to see if there's anybody around. If that's alright. Sure. 12. Um, the build, at least this floor seems to be abandoned. It's kind of quiet in that building. The the noise and the din is more coming from around you. Like, I mean, you guys have been, Fighting. like I said, like, you know, like being pretty slow and, and methodical with your movements through the city with the dudes like you know forward scouting essentially right so you know that there's not really a whole lot going on over here but you're not you're never too far from some action uh so i'm gonna give them uh i think i saw something over here come here and see if Is i can get else come to Stenton? Especially because he's yelling at I mean, you. I'm nine feet tall, so... Arianne Blackwell stop, sigh, shrug, and then slowly turn and walk over. I'm, oh, I'm you, going... You, 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 I was going to yeah. say, you see what he sees now. Yeah, I'm going to lead them down towards this door. Okay, a lot of treasure. It seems to be almost like a stockpile in, in like a back room somewhere. The door looks to have been completely busted open from the outside. Hmm. Is it just gold coins or is it like a sorted pirate treasure? I mean, mostly piles of coins. There's jewels and gems and amulets. Is there a chalice? A golden chalice? There absolutely is a golden chalice. Wonk picks out the golden chalice and starts filling that with his keg and drinking out of it instead of just drinking straight out of the keg. Oh. What kind of a creature just busts into a building and then doesn't bother with any coin? I wonder. Hmm. Do we really want to be lingering around here? Please. I mean, I'm taking a handful of gold. I haven't been paid in fucking forever. So I'm taking a handful. I don't give a shit. Someone can come try and stomp my goofy ass for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're just like you're raking up like coins into your hands. You can hear them all clattering and falling as you displace them and stuff like that. And you hear a loud thud from above you. What? Like on the floorboards. Is there any visible staircase or way from the first floor to the second floor? There is a staircase. Um, as you walk in from that back door to the left, 
there's a staircase that leads up to a like a closed like door. You're almost like in a cellar. Arion Black leave? will crack his neck and refresh Mage Armor. Okay, you guys are still nowhere near where you need to be. You've you've just taken a pit stop in in in, in uh, some sort of house or or building of some kind. Yeah, to get paid. This bait is as good as any. Something will either come for this money or come for our objective. We'll be here patiently. So maybe on the way out, can we leave? Yeah, you can leave. Yeah, let's. Yeah, that uh, was the, that was always allowed. <laughs> let's, uh, if everyone heard the the whatever footsteps, um, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's un- it was it, it is definitely noticeable to everyone here. As Even soon if you as paying attention. As soon as we get outside, um, I'm going to yell out. There's treasure over here, and see if I can get a crowd to come over so that we can escape from whatever was making noise upstairs. You hear a shout from somewhere, saying, "Hi, you're fucking right. There is. It's a bloody pirate town. Everybody's got treasure." Okay. Well, I mean, we're leaving. I ain't finna fight. Again, I mean, unless everybody wants to fight, are we leaving? And if you be touching my treasure, I'll be cutting your hands off after I cut this thing's arms off. And you hear the clang of more metal and like, you know, like smashing of things. Bonk holds up his uh, hammer arm and yells, you can't. Touche. Shall we proceed? Of course, let's go. So, the way, good doctor. As yeah, again, Dudu resumes leading the way. Um, something else happens, you know, while we're again just kind of traveling like slowly, methodically, right? Again, like we're kind of just trying to try to highlight this is like a this is more of a slower pace that you guys are moving, but you're you know you're doing so to, to remain like without having to exhaust yourselves in, in unnecessary battles. Um, but uh, Mr. Black. Something catches your eye immediately because this is something that you sort of are trained to recognize. Um, some of the pathways, stuff that you're walking, I get you're walking near like stone fences and you know different structures, and you can see above, um, you know, near you, close by, uh, are, are ravens perched on like within like little trees in uh, on. Uh, roofs on the tops of fences and they're mm. kind of arriving in, in greater numbers. Not doing anything, but just standing, observing. And they seem to be sort of following along. Did you notice them soon enough as well since he now has some other winged companions in the air? I definitely would be noticing the ravens, but if they're not trying to interact with me, then I will continue to carry about my business until they either do or something uh, 
uh, comes along compelling to change my course of action. I mean, does Dudu speak Raven? Uh, no, <laughs> I do not speak Raven. I don't think Ravens speak, um, what's it called? Oracokra? It's just Oracokra. It's not, yeah. Um, did you, do you, like, acknowledge the Ravens that are kind of flying somewhat near you? Um, not, I try not to bump into them. Um, it is odd that they would be here instead of the seagulls that I was used to seeing flying around, so. Right, yeah, these are definitely not atypical for this uh, <laughs> particular climate and in, in, in region. Right. Um, okay. Anyone else noticing or uh, you know, I guess maybe getting slightly freaked out by the increasing number of ravens that are appearing now? Arasatra has um, speech of beast and she can communicate with simple animals in fact at this point she has something at level 14 um which is strange i did not expect to encounter this (laughs) (laughs) it's to the point where like please let me find it it's one second here when you reach 14th level creatures of the natural world sense your connection to nature and become hesitant to attack you. When a beast or plant creature attacks you, that creature must make a wisdom saving throw. Basically, on a failed save, they choose a different target, you know, or the attack automatically misses. But doesn't... Can you speak to them? Is that, like, what you were... I do have... They don't don't appear hostile, but it is... Kind of freaky. It is something where I feel like they are hesitant to attack me, um, and I do have, I do have certain spells that I know that are, I think, I think typical to the, I would say the, the beasts of the world. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. So no, so no, you can't talk to them. I'm sure he has something to speak with. I definitely, I definitely have a spell. I just, the whole thing is like, are you trying to interact with them though? Druids are trying to commune with nature always. Okay. In, in, in my idea, I think like, uh, there's, since I don't have it right now, I will just say that she is attuned to what the animals in the area are doing. And These she birds would, don't really feel um, natural to you. They don't feel like natural beasts. You, you would never. You you would you would not encounter them in this type of climate and environment. This is this is highly unusual. She would announce to the group. I think we are surrounded by spies. We should move quickly. Um, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to try to keep it short because it's anecdotal, and if you weren't there, it's not going to make as much sense to you. But, James, mm-hmm. do you remember that time where we were hanging out on a porch and there was a bunch of crows in that tree, and I said, you know, I wonder if they'll respond to you if you, like, crow called? Mm-hmm. And then you did, and, then and did. they all, like, like this this massive cloud of crows just exploded out mm-hmm. of the tree and, like, blotted out the sky. It is starting to look like that now. 
with ravens just like swarming and circling and flying overhead. I, it It's kind of foreboding because you think, well, Word. shit, this is kind of uh, right. not stealthy. <laughs> how, how far are we from our target destination? Um, it's still going to take you probably another 20 minutes to get there. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dudu will stop for a second and say, Ah, it's getting a bit crowded up there. Mm-hmm. Do you look at one of the ravens? Because like, the they're like, it's hard not to bump into them at this point. Yeah, no, once I start like bumping into them, I'm going to go down to the, gr- the ground level and try to communicate with the group instead of just flying through <laughs> all these other birds. Right. Are the all ravens right, so- making any noise? No, just the flapping of their wings. They're not like, you know, making any any actual sounds with their yeah, face. They're they're not conversing amongst themselves in Raven. No. Okay. Arasatra has speak with animals. Okay. Would you like to speak with the animals? If there's if there's one within range. There's plenty. Uh, and it just really? says I I have the ability to verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. Sure. Up to what 10 do minutes. Say, what, what, what do you say to one of the ravens? Leave us. You have no place here. One of the ravens swoops down and perches on your shoulder and looks you in the eye and it opens its mouth to speak back. And as it opens its mouth, you like look into its like, you know, just black beady eyes and the gaping maw of its, uh, you know, just like, you know, large beak and cavernous mouth and you almost feel the tug of something ethereal and your mind fills with incomprehensible speech in a language older than time and you just hear like this cacophony of whispers in your mind and then it closes its mouth and blinks at you He would violently shrug, shake it off, and say, Leave us! You have no place here! That same raven perches on Mr. Black's shoulder. It, like, kind of, like, you know, hops, 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 gets close to your ear, and whispers to you in an old language, one that is used only by the most ancient of beings. And like by chance, is this primordial? It is not. Okay. It just sounded like it might be. <laughs> and it says to you, the saints are blind, but something they see. He who wishes to usurp and steal will succeed. You don't, None of you hear this. This is, this is in Arianne Black's ear. And then it... Um, you know, as before it before it parts, it says, "There is but one way to change the fates, but it cannot be done here." Goodbye, servant. You have done well. And they all fly away. Like all the ravens start to disperse now. I told him. Um, is, is Arian Black fly away, or is he still here? 
Harry on Black's still here. No, yeah. they're still here, just standing there where the ravens mostly were, as you know, the one was talking to me. I imagine they were dramatically all swarming around there or something, because that sounds like it would look great if this was an anime. Yep. Was there a team? Cryptic messages, because nobody can just ever communicate properly around here. Oh, tell me about it. And as I as I piece it together, either the bad guys are going to win, or we're going to be able to do something about it, but not here. You know, without anything good to go on, I suppose we just keep going for now. Either the situation will uh, reveal itself or not. Let me say, that's a hell of a way of looking at things, Mr. Black. And she huffs her hair in a huff, and she's ready to storm Jarell, out. yeah, so, not, not Jarell. Uh, do, do you continue to, I guess, you know, lead on now that the skies are clear? Uh, yeah, if, if uh, Arian Black doesn't tell me any different, he would continue doing what he was doing, trying to get us to uh, where we're trying to go. Yep, that's that's the plan for now. So we're going to say that you, you do make it out of the city, unharmed, unscathed, um, and are starting to make your, you know, your way through. Now, at this point, Mr. Black is going to have to start leading because you're sort of entering into a, a hidden cove, so he's going to have to show you the way. Yep. And now that we're here and we're not trying to dodge enemy patrols, as it were, that's uh, what Black would do, uh, taking the point to get through probably some sort of tunnel or something to get to the cove. I don't, I don't know what's, you know, obscuring it from the world. However, we got to get there. Yeah, so you're sort of making your way down this beach and you can see that it kind of starts, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a cave almost to your to your right and the beach is to your left. Behind you, you can still see this pillar of light and all the smoke from the bay, but this part has sort of been sectioned off by, you know, or, or separated from the main port area by like just natural rock formations and, and things like that that sort of make the this like waterway a bit more narrow um so tri you know ships wouldn't necessarily be traversing through this 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 um this way and you enter this large cavern and you can almost see that there's a bit of a light towards the end of it but it's, it's a little far away um and right as you're entering though an arrow you know lands it like right at your feet and you hear a, a, a voice somewhere from within the darkness say, Identify yourself. I'm trying to think of how I would. I feel like you would be offended right now. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Black would just uh, lean down, pick up the arrow, and uh, just toss it off to the side. Oh, that's it, and say nothing. Yeah, and he's just going to stand there and say nothing and see if anybody else in the party says anything. But Identify yourselves, the next there. one's going in your head. I'm Stunton. What are you doing here? 
What are you doing here? I asked first. Walking. Please turn around Please. and go back the way you came. You have no business here. There's no need for all of that. We are not hostile. And you are not someone I recognize. So turn around and go back Nor to where would you came you. from. Do you recognize the heroes of Telduria? Um, yes, and I am not looking at them. No, you are not. <laughs> what if I were to say we are directly employed, dare I say, beneath the heroes of Telduria and associated in all factions therein? What would you say then? I'd ask you first to tell me your name. My name is Arasatra, from the grasslands of north, below the crucible lands. And I am here to say we are on behalf of the heroes of Telduria. And the figures I stand next to are heroes in and of themselves. I'm Dwonk. <laughs> Stick out my hand. <laughs> You can't see the person you're even talking to. <laughs> or are you sticking your hand out to Arasatra? But, but, Black I, but I have dark vision. Ooh. Yeah, but you still can't see where the voice is coming from. Like, it's. You stop but, that right now. I have Black rolls but his eyes. I never eyes get and to shrugs. do this when I'm Boris. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I don't have dark vision. Yeah. You do not. Yeah, no, I just stick my Why? hand out into the darkness, like, as if there was somebody in front of me to shake. Ariam Black rolls his eyes, shrugs. <sighs> my name is Arian Black. You should find me under the employ and as one of the retainers of Queen Daravesh. The rest of these are my unpaid interns. <laughs> uh, you hear some whispering. Proceed. Of course. Come along. I told him. <laughs> uh, so y'all start to, you know, continue through this cavern, and um, those of you with dark vision would see that um, this cavern is literally lined with people who are armed to the teeth, hiding in every every little alcove and like even they've even made like makeshift like like posts above and like, you know, like, like built into the walls of this cavern is almost like a, like a defensive like bastion. Uh, and there it's just crawling with with like, you know, denizens of not only the kingdom of the sea lords but also some of the personal protectorate and guards of all of the different nations that you know have assembled here like some of like the like the royal guards are literally posted up in here like an ambush wonk is not sure how to behave around people of this stature and is doing a very awkward like queen like wave while walking past in between taking drinks out of his keg 
<laughs> There's an attempt. There was an attempt. <laughs> uh, Dudu is kind of similarly not waving, but like waddling around the group uh, and occasionally sticking his head into his little sack for a sausage. He seems scared, but not enough to stop eating sausages. Yeah, speaking of being scared, you can see that everybody in here is on edge. Arasacha casts guidance on Dwonk for the next minute. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Black is you... going to... Sorry. No, you go ahead. Yep, Black is going to continue on towards where he thinks the dignitaries might be. Yep, so eventually this cavern opens back out into, you know, like a like a like a private coat. So yeah, you can see where the cabanas were like some of the heroes and VIPs were staying. Um, and then there's that main complex. You know, there's that sort of wraparound deck that it has in those big plate glass windows. You can see, I mean, there's still a lot of shuffling of personnel moving around. Um, and you can see that uh, there is a ship that is docked here. A single large ship. Um, and people are being loaded onto it. Black turns towards the party. When the attack comes, this is where it's going to be. I don't like the sound of that. This'll be where we want to be. Wait, we want to be at the attack? Well, of course. You can't have whatever Johnny come lately who decides to take a shot at uh, whatever petty thrones these folks sit on to, uh, to wait on ceremony, and I can't just allow it to go unchallenged. They will come, and I will strike them down. And thus, all will be right with the world. Can you live so cavalier, knowing that the entire balance of nature holds in the palm of seemingly our actions? Um, yeah. So where are you guys and? heading now? Are you just waiting here, or are you um, trying to, I guess, like go inside or like find and anyone in particular? I'm I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Yep. Black isn't actually concerned with meeting or finding any of these people. He just knows that if uh, there's a bunch of people being loaded onto or evacuated onto one of these ships, because that that's where the attack's going to come, because that's how he would do it. And he's just going to... Hmm. This is a cove in a beach, isn't it? Are there any of those reclining beach lounge chairs around here? Yes. Some of them have been set up as makeshift, like like have like, like been stacked up and like assembled as like makeshift um, cover. But there are some still um, just lying around. Excellent. Well, that's the first order of business. The second order of business is finding some rum. The third will be waiting for, uh, waiting for the good times to come to us. Isn't it exciting? 
and yeah, Arianne Black will proceed to try to find uh, himself some sort of tasty adult beverage and then sit and wait in one of these beach chairs on the beach, waiting for something to happen. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Let's just take a quick stock, a quick little pause in time of like what everyone else is doing when they see Mr. Black literally just go sit in a fucking lounge chair. Uh, yeah, if somebody not- has different goals, so, you know, be, by all means, go proceed to, you know, to go find your goals. This is about where Arianne Black's ambitions just kind of crap off. The uh, dude's literally just going to kind of fly around and look at who he can see, and that's pretty much it. If he doesn't see Pregnart, he doesn't really care. <laughs> wait, wait, doctor. Please. We have work to do. I mean, obviously we're here to find somebody, not to relax. Dwonk, Dwonk, please stay close. Stay close to the Dr. Stenton. No. We are are here now. Okay, that is the reality. We, We must keep our focus. Um... Speaking of focus, let me shift your focus now to the gigantic beam of green light. Green light? Green light? Green light! That I think you there's can, a green light. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> um, that, you know, you can still see piercing the sky um, just to your southwest. Did I, by, by the way, did I notice anybody that I pick out late like anybody who seemed oh yeah yeah many everyone here is important there's like dignitaries from all of the different nations you can still see some of the leaders being um like you can see some of them hesitating or or arguing like as they're being sort of led to this escape boat because like you know you can there's conversations like it's not safe you know this is not like we're gonna be sitting ducks in there but like we can't just stay here and there's just there's panic starting to set in. But the dude doesn't know who any of them are. No, probably, probably not. Kind of have a shit. You, you, you may recognize Chief Executive from the project. I don't think. See, a, a, a while ago we set in motion that to do really only remembers things within the last month, but he remembers them perfectly. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you never met any. You never met any of these people, so you have no idea. Right. You have no idea. But yeah, lots of important people, lots of arguing, lots of panic, lots of fear. Um, but that, like, as, as I was saying, the gigantic beam of green light. Um, green light. See, green light. And, like, you know, sort of where it's like touching the clouds, this this almost like this disc starting to form um, at its sort of apex at the top of the cylinder. And it's you know, made of that same sort of like wispy, like green magic and energy. Green we'll magic and energy. <laughs> stop. Just stop now. I'm, I'm trying to describe something. <laughs> I get a different color. Um, <laughs> and you can see that it, it almost like it, as, it, as it starts to expand, it's starting to pulsate. You can still see some some energy like moving up to it as it's like pulsating and pulsating. 
and and then you start to see that eventually the cylinder now starts to rise you know like the bottom starts to rise now up towards the top where this this vortex you know like swirl is up top and as soon as the cylinder actually disappears and in, in, like into this like almost like disc vortex there is a massive like like just like almost like a concussive blast and you can feel inside of your bodies is almost as if like something's wrong you feel something tugging away at the very essence of your life like something is very unsettling here and you start to feel very ill and descending from the clouds slowly dramatically is a Almost just like, like almost like it looks like a shadow of like a like a humanoid, like a like a like a normal sized like person, like descending down, like a normal sized like human. And um, he, you can see like you know like now all the guards and, and, and temple guards are like like are like trying to like shuffle out and like you know all the ones who are armed with bows and arrows and anything like any sort of projectile start to take aim, but you can see them all like clutching their chests. And even you can feel like something like wrong, like almost like you can't bring yourself to move. Like you feel weak. And this cloaked figure lands softly, its arms folded um, on the beach, right next to the boat. And just looks around you can kind of see its face. It's you can see the almost like, like just like the chin area, and you can see like very stubbly, patchy facial hair, and the skin almost like you know like its cheeks are sucked in as if like this you know there's 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 no muscle or anything like holding, like the skin on his this per, this person's bones. Um, and they just start slowly walking towards Arion Black, who you too are feeling ill and weak like even your not so much mortal form is affected by this and this figure walks up to you and says if you don't mind I think I'll take my title now as the true master of death and you can like you you you, you see a, him like pull his arm out, and almost from your chest produces the your 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 the, the scythe that was bestowed upon you by the Raven Queen, and he uses it to tear open, a, you know, the almost a fabric of reality and open a portal, and he says, "Thank you." For your service and disappears through it and you all collapse and that's where i'm going to call this episode of the hapless heroes podcast if you like us if you hate me if you're like fran what the fuck are you doing what is wrong with you how could you do this to the interns don't worry i have a plan but in the meantime, you can come yell at me by finding us on the internet. We can be found on such places as 
uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just look for at Hapless Heroes. We got Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Those places will point you to where you really can give me a piece of your mind. Our Discord server, where you can meet, interact with us, talk about the show, talk about any other things that interest you or, you know, join in on some of the conversations that are happening with, you know, a bunch of other like-minded folks just like us. If you really, really like us, though, we'd appreciate it if you left us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice, if they even do that anymore by the time you listen to this episode. And if they don't, send us an email, haplessheroes at gmail.com. Tell us how much you love us, or even use the five stars channel in our Discord server to give us a piece of your mind. And we will read it on air and tell you how much we think you are a five-star human being. But if you really, really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. We got a bunch of rewards. I urge you just to take a look, see if it's worth your hard-earned dollars. You know, we really use all that money just to kind of keep this show running. And, you know, we put it right, like all that money just goes right back into making this uh, as good of a production as we possibly can for a bunch of amateurs. <laughs> Although I guess, are we still amateurs after doing this for like five years? Have we crossed over into professionals yet? Where is that cutoff? Where is that line? Um, the, 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 the difference between amateur and professional is getting paid. Right. So according to the U.S. Olympic Committee, we could not be D&D because we've been paid. Get donations. donations We're not count. paid. No. We're being donated to. No. This is still not a pro- This is not. This is. We, we don't do this for profit. It's been a long time we since I got We don't monetize it. <laughs> There's no ads. Yeah, we, in fact, in we fact, advertise because of, every because time of these, to give us money. No, but because of these donations, we have not had to insert any, you know, mid-roll ads or like beginning of show ads. We, you know, we're not sponsored by any of the very popular things that you hear on every other podcast because I don't like reading ads to people on air and disrupting the flow of a show. It just makes me sad. So I'll thank submit you, it to the U.S. All of you. Yeah, we'll find out if we're professionals yet. You let me know. Okay. But we thank you all for donating and. and for sticking with us and, and, and really helping us keep this show running. It's it's I'm deeply grateful to all of our current, past, and future patrons. Thank you. And if you like us right now, you like us. Sally fielded the whole deal. Start your own plant company. Study horticulture. Start breeding and 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 propagating spreading the joy of herbaceous life throughout the world. Study, hone your skills, perfect your skills, implement whatever technologies you deem fit, and discover a new plant. Name that plant, however poisonous it may be, after one of our faithful hapless heroes, and solidify our place in history. Amongst history. Pl- horticulture history, amongst plant lovers across the globe for all time. Yeah, that's a market we really need to tap into. So, yeah, get on that. They're the only people I want to know, so. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, I guess uh, it's up to me now to outro this party for you hopefully not for the last time but alas starting on my right we have james as stenton crossbreeze 
another drunk 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 what are phil is arasatra well wasn't that wonderful nicole as twonk coppergrog i'm not even that twonk right now <laughs> john is dr dedu Oh, that individual is very unpleasant. And Dave as Arian Black. Unemployed. You wouldn't like me when I'm unemployed. And I'm Francesco, and I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week, uh, where I think we will be getting be beginning our spooky special. Keep your ears and eyes Ooh. open friends uh, or don't love you. bye goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye.